Blog Talk Radio. Granny Hawker and Big Swing. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. We're going to start the show off like we've never started before. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to step in the ropes right now. He's going to give us a big pat on the back as he walks through. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the living legend himself. He is Barry Horowitz. Yeah, is he here? I mean, his number's on. I put him through. Barry, you here? Barry, are you there? Oh, that was a dud. <laughs> is he still on? Yeah, his, number, his number's on, man. And you have through the switchboard? Yep, I'm looking at it. Barry, are you there? Well, anyway, uh, he, he can give us yeah he he can give us a shout back if he says I mean if he if 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 he can still hear us but we can't hear him then uh, call the number back in or I can, you can call him if you'd like but uh, yeah that was well, um I'll, you I'll, see I'll, that I'll that's that's the right beauty. Now. That's the beauty of live shows as well as, you know, as well as, as tape shows. I mean, tape shows, yeah, everything's, you know, smooth and flawless. But live shows, sometimes things happen, man. But that's the beauty of it, you know. That right, is the beauty of it. Yeah, what are we going to do, man? So more right. of a standard introduction. How is everybody doing here tonight? It is Monday once again. It's everybody's favorite time of the week. I know a lot of people are... You know, just getting back to work and just starting to really get back into the swing of things here, unless you're in the southern states anyway. They've got more of this COVID stuff shooting up uh, down there a lot more. But uh, up here in New York, we're we're starting to get things back to normal. So, yeah. Um, Granny, how you been? Uh, busy. <laughs> busy? Oh, so, so everything's getting back to normal for you then down there? 
Well, no, not really. Our numbers keep increasing where yes, the county oh, where do. I'm at and uh it's a lot a lot of our numbers increase is due to the Marshallese and Hispanic and poultry plant, you know, people working in the poultry plants like Tyson's and Georgia, you know, chicken plants and things like that. That's where a lot of our numbers are coming from and you know, they're, we were supposed to start phase two, like June 13th, and that has not happened yet. So we're not. Uh, yeah, and the city next to me, Fayetteville, they're requiring, the city council has made it mandatory that you have to wear a mask when you're out in public. And if you don't, then you can get fined. And, I mean, they're oh, wow. really difficult for people, so. Um, Icon, we just had him on and then he dropped off again. I was right about to click the button to have you do the introduction again, but then we dropped back off. So I don't know if you're calling him or what the deal is, but huh? Well, is he on? He was, and then it, and then it just dropped off again. But um, maybe have yeah, problems I mean, with his connection or something. He might be. Well, he's I mean, he's calling from a cell phone, so I mean, oh, there he is. All right, Icon, we're gonna try this one more time. Um, he is on with us now, so uh, I don't know if you heard the introduction before, but I'm going to put him through. I guess you can add that. Well, we'll chalk the first one up as a dummy run, as a, as a test run. Now we've got the real one, so again, I can give it a try, and uh, if it doesn't work this time, I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you, but um, try it one more time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to step into the ring right now. As he gives a, a big pat on the back as he steps through the ropes. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the living legend upon living legends. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Barry the Man Horowitz. Wow. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? Was that not, was that not great? I have to, uh, you ever I got, got a ex- excellent introduction. Just forgot the Mr. Technical Barry Horowitz. That's okay, though. Yeah. Hey, Icon, well, you got to do your. You were so excited to even do the introduction, you forgot uh, you forgot the, the nickname. I I got to tell you what? guys, I, I I apologize immensely. I'm on my phone, and I called about two minutes before, and just I mean within five seconds of going live, my phone. Uh, we have a major lightning here in Florida, and it was it was it's happened the other night, and all, and my phones were off for hours. And it was literally off only for two minutes because I switched another cell phone. So I switched, and then it came back on. So I'm happy. Well, you are um, right. you're, you are in the lightning capital down there in Tampa. At least, oh, at least God, that's what your code yes. says anyway. I cannot. Yeah. But the timing was incredible. All night, everything's been going good. I'm telling you, it had to be five seconds before we went on. And all of a sudden, I, I, I feel a blink of lights go in here. And the other night, it happened, we had uh, no uh, phones or um, TV for five hours. Wow, wow. That is, that's a long time. That, that, is, that is crazy. So uh, it is. So, so, but I'm I'm here. I'm here. I'm glad to be on your show and uh, got the boots laced up tight. I'm ready to go. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do here. We have Barry Horowitz, the living legend, on uh, the show with us. We have about, well, depending on when you uh, decide to hang up on us, we, we got we got <laughs> <for> about 
we got you about for we get you between thirty and thirty seven minutes, but we'll we'll get, we'll start with the interview. So uh, yeah. you know, you mentioned how you mentioned how good the introduction is, and uh, I I felt the pat on the back as you were coming through the ring. Thank you. Uh-huh. So if you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then I'm going to uh-huh. ask you a few questions, then Granny, then the big swing, and then I'm going to come back to me, and I'm going to ask you the tough, hard hitting questions. Okay. You guys got a bunch of gimmick names there, don't you? Yeah, well, that's yeah, kind of our thing. Is, yeah, <laughs> mine is pretty the, cool. Mine is the best one, though. Which is yours? This is the best one. The icon. The icon. What's that? The icon, of course. Oh yeah. Well, which, he, which, by the way, he stole from Bowdy Bowdy Piper in his WCW days. But yeah. Yep. Oh, icon. I thought you stole it. I thought it from. I thought you stole it from the girl tag team that can't we we Aliazic. Oh yeah. <laughs> Either one. I yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, actually, I, yeah, the icon. Hey, what do you think about them, icon? Did the huh. deck over well, your head? Was, yeah, well, I was no, I got <laughs> it, but I, I was the icon before they were around, so they stole my. Oh, gimmick. I don't, I don't mention their gimmick name because I'm not going to put them over. So, uh, okay. if I'm paid, I'll put them over, but otherwise, we'll go with assumption. So it's the two girls <laughs> that can't work. There you Ooh. go. So. uh so yeah, if you want to tell us, uh, give us a little background about yourself, and then I'm going to ask sure. you some questions, and we'll do a roundtable. Go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of make it. I'll fast forward it because it's it's pretty lengthy. But basically, uh, I've wrestled amateur almost all my life through high school, college, and whatnot. And uh, I've always wanted to be, you know, at probably age 15, I got the bug and. I knew I wasn't going to relinquish the whole, and pardon the pun, but I, I meant I knew what I wanted out of life, and it, it took a long time back in those days to get, especially in Florida, championship wrestling from Florida, Gordon Soley, and everybody who's anybody has been through championship wrestling in Florida. And uh, basically, I uh, met through a businessman, the great Malenko. It was the best move of my life, the best the best mentor, and maybe I'm being biased, but I've seen a lot of guys get trained, and you don't get trained in two or three months, guys. It, it just doesn't happen. Um, no, of course not. So, you know, perfection, to perfect your foundation, not getting polished, but your foundation, of, you know, so to speak, of a house, you need, <laughs> you need a good six months to a year at least, I mean, to really establish something, and uh, that's what I did. And basically... We were in a warehouse, 104 in the summer, 40 degrees in the winter, three hours, three nights a week. That's be, that's after I lifted weights and worked a part-time job. So, but I was uh, 20 years old, and I knew I, you know, I knew I could do it, and I'm gonna do it. So, and I, you know, the great Malenko, his sons Carl Gotch, and a host of others helped uh, train us and. Uh, you know, he trained a bunch of other people, but I think I was in the first class or the second class. I don't know. Not not too many guys made it. They just didn't. They didn't with. You know, they couldn't hold up in camp or whatever, or they just it just didn't happen for them. So went on to that and progressed to the WWF, which is uh, Vince Senior, and stayed there a little stint. Went on to Crockett Promotions, uh, stayed there a couple of years. Returned back to Florida. Did very well. I defeated Mike Graham in his hometown of Tampa, Florida, for the Florida heavyweight title. It was a huge thing, and uh, that's when I was uh, stretcher Jack Hart. And uh, from there, went to um, uh, Mid South, which is Jarrett Promotions. 
Uh, i got to say on a side note, Jerry Jarrett is one of my favorite promoters. <clears throat> I've got only two or three that I really, really like, and he's one of them. Treated me well. I went back to the WWF in the late 80s, got a bad neck injury, returned to WCW, then went back to uh, Vince, and then went back to WCW, and then they got bought out, and then I worked the Indies. You know, I, I got a question. So about, that's just a uh, fast version. I got a question about uh, Jerry Jarrett. Uh, we have uh, yeah. Gary Horowitz here with us. We've got 33 minutes here. Uh, when you worked for, with Jerry Jarrett, did he ever say, well, you know, you got to have some chicken salad? Oh, that sounds familiar. I, yeah, because I, it's it it sounds familiar. But he was always I, he was always he was always polite to me, and then I met him years later. And you know, um, the WWF made him an agent, and I would have never let him go. Jerry Jarrett, you know, back in the day, different storytellers, different finish guys, different guys that really really know the business. He's one of them. Eddie Graham is another one. Uh, th- there's others. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, of course. Uh, but Jerry Jarrett and um, uh, Eddie Graham and Mike Graham, I mean, these guys had uh, a lot of thought for the business. And there's others. I don't mean to leave anybody out, but that, that's just a, you know top of my list that I know of. But, uh, yeah, really, really good people to work for. I, I, I do vaguely remember that chicken salad thing. <laughs> so, uh, Barry, Barry, the living legend Barry Horowitz is our guest here. We got 32 minutes here with Barry, or until he decides to hang up on us, we upset him. But anyway, I'm going to ask you another question, and we'll kind of go around the room here. Now, sure. Uh, I, I, I'm sure you hate people saying this, but you know, I remember watching you when I was a kid. You know, I remember you'd come to the ring. You know, you'd uh-huh. always do the pat on the back thing. And uh-huh. in elementary school and junior high and high school, I actually did that. And then I'll admit I kind of went away from that. I kind of went to the self high five a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. and then I did the pat on the back, and then that self high five because uh, my favorites were of course you and DDP. So now when you were working with uh, Vince McMahon, uh, you know uh, I I don't like to use the term jobber because you were more than that. You were more experienced than that. But yeah. my favorite thing that you were involved in is uh, the the wrestler the wrestler. The, his name escapes me. When you were teaching this Japanese wrestler with the tattoos on Kakushi. his face, how to speak English. Yeah, exactly. Kakushi. And uh, well, I remember they did an interview. They asked him, who is your favorite wrestler? He said, Barry Powitz. And I'm like, hey, he's my favorite too. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, yeah, that was know, Hukushi. Uh, yeah, Hukushi. That's it. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, and you were probably the greatest good guy there was, because I remember when you were, uh, you made one stop here in the Fargo Civic Center when I was in uh, junior high, and uh, you were walking by, and I did the pat on the back, and you said, no, this is, not, this is how you do it, kid. Then you slap me on the back. It's like, oh, okay, I'll do it right next time. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, we have, uh, I want to introduce you to Granny Hulkster. She likes the heels. You weren't a heel, but uh, she likes to sit at ringside. So, Granny Hulkster, what do you have for our guest, Barry Horowitz? we got 30 minutes. Go ahead. Well, hello, sir. I am Granny Hulkster. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a big fan. And I, I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to because I don't like the heels. But that being said, uh, <clears throat> I guess one of my questions was, 
is to you, um, and, you know, I kind of reviewed, you know, your career and everything, you know, and Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I remember seeing you back in the day, you know, in WWF, Mm -hmm. because I've been watching wrestling a long time. Mm -hmm. Who would you say your favorite person was that you ever had a match with, and what was your one, one of your most challenging matches you've ever had in your career? Okay, great questions, Granny. Uh, first of all, if you, if, you, if you just back up the train just a second, uh, my whole career I've been a heel. The only time I was a baby face, uh, you know, personified baby face, is when they switched me with Skip at SummerSlam and Hakushi. But most mm-hmm. of my, 90% of my career has been a heel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, I, I just wanted to clarify that. I, I, I remember. I remember. So. Oh, okay. Okay. My um, Let's get back to your question because it was really awesome. I, I've got a lot of favorites. I hate to, I mean, I mean, let me just throw some at you and then I'll try to narrow it down for you. I mean, my favorite favorites were uh, Brad Armstrong, Scott Armstrong, Tim Horner, Brady Boone, Owen Hart, Sam Houston, uh, Reno Riggins, Ben Jordan, Jerry Lynn. Um, As far as going at a technical aspect, I'm going to have to go with Chris Candido and Owen Hart. And um, if if you look it up, I've... Not to put myself over, but I've I've wrestled Owen Hart more than anybody has in the universe. I've wrestled Owen Hart his first match in when nobody knew it was Brett's brother, so they put a hood over him, and that was at Bristol, Tennessee, at the Viking Hall in Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, also, I wrestled Owen as King Owen. I wrestled him as the, in the Hart Foundation. I wrestled him when he was with that weird gimmick with Coco Beware. Um, basically almost wrestled, yeah, which I don't think Owen liked, by the way. But anyway, that's another story. Um, well, okay, anyway, we'll, 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 uh, we'll come back to Owen in a second, because uh, I'm going to ask you a hard-hitting question about that. Uh, we have Barry Horowitz as our guest. We have 28 minutes. Uh, Granny, uh, you you have another question? Yep. No, I'm I, I'm good because I know he's a very busy man, and you know, and so I'm 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 good. But oh no, that's fine. I, like I said, I I I just enjoy I just enjoy watching wrestling, and you know, I got my gimmick name from a coworker of mine because I love wrestling. And I said when he told me he was going to give me the name of Granny Holkster, I said what? Mm-hmm. He says you love wrestling. <laughs> I said yeah. And I've had this gimmick name for 25-plus years, and all the independent shows that I go to here in Arkansas, where I live at in Oklahoma that I've been to, they mm-hmm. love having me Wait a minute. at their show. Granny, you're they from love Oklahoma? having me at their show. Are you from no, Oklahoma? I'm origi- no, I'm originally from Kansas. I grew up, I was born and raised in Kansas. I used to, I, I've just been to wrestling shows in Oklahoma. Okay, because first of all, okay, I'm going to give away my hobby Okay, so you're born in Kansas, home of Martina mm-hmm. McBride. Then you go to Oklahoma, uh, no, home of Blake I, Shelton. I, I, moved, I, moved, I moved to Arkansas, actually. I live in Arkansas. It's where I live. At. Oh, so we got – okay, who's from – okay, Arkansas. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to think of well, uh, the person. You mentioned, you mentioned Mid-South. I know a lot of wrestlers, uh, a lot of my wrestling 
friends uh, wrestled for Mid South at t- different times throughout their wrestling career. So right. I have a lot of wrestling friends that wrestled for Mid South. You know, and oh, cool. uh, Barry, when uh, uh, Barry when when Brandy uh, cooks for her guests, she always serves arc and flaw. Oh, I wah, see. Wah wah wah! Where's the wah 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 big swing? Wah wah wah! I was I was <laughs> looking for it. I was looking for it. Here it is. I So I'm not used to pressing a button this early. You know, you know, you know then Barry, Barry, she also, uh, she was also uh, familiar with Oklahoma. Ah, oh, I see," said Stevie Wonder. Hmm. Oh hmm. my God! Who the hell cares? Right icon. Uh, there we so, go. There we so go. Just moving on. Moving, hey. moving on. Barry, who I didn't cares? take away from. I didn't take away from the interview. That whole five, ten seconds that I'll never get back in my life made about as much sense as an elevator in an outhouse. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll move on because Barry, hey, I don't know, that made sense. And I, and I don't want you mm-hmm. to hang, out, uh, hang up on us. So uh, we're going to introduce you now to Big Swing. Big Swing, what do you guys oh, guess? We have Barry Horowitz. We got uh, 24 minutes. Uh, or if he hangs up, whatever comes first. Go ahead. What do you got? <laughs> well, Barry, um, I uh, grew up in the Attitude Era. I'm a little bit younger than these two, so I, I do remember, uh, you know, hearing the name. And I do know that, you know, I started off as a WCW kid because my aunt knows Hulk Hogan personally. She lives down in – well, she lives up here now. I'm in New York, but she lived in Clearwater for most of her life. So uh, right. she, she knew Hogan She knew Hogan personally from the beach and from around the town and things like that. So I started up watching WCW, uh, eventually got into WWE or WWF at the time later. Uh, but I do remember the name. Um, but knowing you now you've, you've worked for both promotions um, – he had a little bit more of a getting talent over role a little bit in WWF, but in WCW, they gave you a couple of shots, you know, a TV mm-hmm. title shot. You got one. You were at the, your first yep. ever pay-per-view appearance was a World War III, which was always a cool event with the, with the triple ring. Uh, which, yep. which, which promotion did you enjoy working for more? Well, I know I mean, you were with WWF for longer, but which one did you enjoy? Yeah. Doing? Uh, w, uh, WCW, the thing was, when I first started there, I was doing house shows, nitros, and thunders. And then um, after a while, it got, you know, they got busy, and I didn't have to, and Saturday nights. Saturday nights, we filmed at um, Universal Studios in Orlando, so that was pretty cool, too. Um, the schedule was easier for WCW. Uh, as far as... Um, Comparing the two, the WWF was definitely bigger. I was busier. Uh, both mm-hmm. made, you know, great money. But it was definitely, um, you know, it was uh, – they were definitely a step above WWF. You know, just with the talent pool, the agents there, and that everything time, there. In the mid-90s, mid yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mid-90s. Mm-hmm. So that's what um, I well, – that's what they I – got bought out. You said you worked until they got bought out. Uh, at that point – what um are you not offered to come back to WWE? Did you decided to, to go other places independently, or you like, know what happened when that I, all happened? That's a good question because I don't know exactly how how that worked. In fact, I just I went on the independent circuit after that for a while until I got tired of that because 
Uh, I mean, I wrestled at FSU. I was a, and I'm uh, took sports nutrition. I'm a, as of I read uh, did my certification last year. I'm a certified uh, sports nutritionist. So I had something to fall back on. So um, it's kind of a segue that that's what I'm doing now is my nutrition. But I do I do a lot of meet and greets. I do seminars and talk about wrestling in and out of the ring and teach hands on hands. And I would right now I'm pursuing a a coach's job, if you will, with a major organization. Um, oh, nice. I think yeah. I think what's going on with that is. Um, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's weird. Um, it's, it's, you know, the wrestling business, it's amazing who some of these coaches are. I mean, I know some of them, nothing against them. They're qualified. And then some don't know a wrist lock from a wristwatch. And I'm going, if they're coaching, then maybe I could teach them how to coach. So it's weird. Cause, uh, I think a lot of people, um, it's name value as far as these, for instance, here's a good example, podcast interviews, uh, the big shots. I won't mention their names. I'm not putting them over. Sure. But they'll only have the top guys on there. They won't yeah. have me on there or anything like that. So what I say to these, first of all, they're marks acting like that and mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. And second, and I don't mean that in a good way. And the second yeah, thing is if, if, they're, if they're counting me out, they don't friggin' know how to count. Yeah. Well, of course. So well, that's where I go. That's right. And that's not that's not um that's not anger or anything like that. Believe me. If I if oh, I didn't train the way I trained and what I did in my career and if I was the opposite of what I am, Mr. Technical Barry Horowitz or just Barry Horowitz, if, if I was the opposite, then you could just say I'm bitching and whining. No. No. I got a leg to stand on. My resume stands for itself. Anybody that doubts me, I'm very sure of myself, they're a mark. And I don't mean that in a good way. They're a mark. They're a goof. They're a jabron. Well, the if, speaking speaking of um, you know, not mentioning names to put people over. Icon has absolutely no problem with saying names and putting people over. And it's kind of funny that you that you mentioned that um about how certain people have you on their shows. We have a particular wrestler who was a little bit before my time period, but was, a, but was around a little bit in 97 and briefly in 98, uh, who won't come on our show for the same reason. I don't do Mama's Basement Radio. Uh, I, Icon, do you want to you go ahead and uh, to tell him who that guy is? Well, yeah, I was going to kind of mention that. We have Barry Horowitz as our guest. We have, unfortunately, yes. we only have 19 minutes left with Barry, but that's, that's, uh, it's a good uh, amount of time. A guy, yeah, it's it's the guy uh, Elvis actually stole his gimmick. He's so old. It's uh, the uh, honky tonk man. Oh. Yes, the honky tonk yeah, man. Yeah, he won't he come won't... on our show because uh, Why? we're not uh, we're not big enough for him. And oh, I to... see. That's Mama's Basement Radio. He called it. Now, m- mind you, we've spoken to on yes, we have independent wrestlers that we talk to. A lot of indie circuit guys and. Guys and girls that are trying to make their name and things like that, yes. But we've also spoken to Ken Shamrock, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, Emil from Doom, uh, uh, Eugene, uh, uh, Sino Morella. I mean, we, we've, we've talked to guys who've Every- been in the business, like big names. Uh, Icon, I'm probably forgetting a couple of these. Uh, Emil San Martino. Yeah, yeah, Buff Bagwell. So, I mean, we've talked to a lot Everybody of that. Um, Excuse me. So Every, I, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> everybody that you just mentioned 
is a class mm. act. Except, uh, oh yes, y- yeah, uh, um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Wayne Ferris should be very blessed. Um, he can't work, and his gimmick got over. So, you know, uh, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, I mean, not real bad worker, but uh, the gimmick was better. You know. That that was the better thing of him, and and it was a pretty cool idea and whatnot. But I mean, that's his deal. Uh, I never, I never. Mm, you always got to remember when you go up the stairs, you come down the stairs, and you pass the same people that you're going up the stairs and what, what down the he, stairs. I never, you know I never cool. forget. I never forget where I come from, and you could relate two songs. I don't know if you're into this kind of stuff, but if you ever listen to Garth Brooks, the dance. And if you ever listen to Miley Cyrus, The Climb, it's all about paying oh, yes. dues. That's what it's about, paying dues. You don't go from the basement to the attic overnight. Otherwise, you wind up like, uh, what's his name? Eh, I don't want to mention his name. Face paint, shape, no, top ropes, can't work, clothesline, splash, yep. and he's done. So, you know, yep. I, I don't, you know, when it comes Later. to guys... <laughs> Well, uh, no, please. No, I'm, please. Dying, I'm no, not I into. Know. Wait a minute. I'm not into fat guys that are bullies. Okay, that's number one. Oh. Secondly, um, when it comes to face paint, the only guys I know that are true warriors are huh, the Road Warriors, Sting, and Demolition, and that's it. <laughs> well, oh, you know, excuse me. Excuse me. Powers of pain. Yeah, you know, we pain. had. You know, we had Animal on our show. You know, uh, he's great. Animal. He's great. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I know the other guy you're talking about, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but he was one of my favorites growing up. But anyway, oh, you know, but uh, if, you <laughs> know, and I'm not just saying that because it's you, you're actually more of my favorite because you actually tapped me on, uh, patted me on the back. He didn't. He just ran past me. So we'll, we'll just <laughs> Now, you know, yeah. you mentioned uh, we have Barry Horowitz, I guess. We have uh, 15 minutes here left with Barry. And uh, I will uh, try and find a way to uh, send some uh, a mon- uh, a monetary to you so we can get some autographs for our giveaways, and we'll talk about that later. But, uh, you know, you mentioned all the matches that you had with Owen Hart. What is your favorite Owen Hart story? And tell us a good prank that he pulled, might have pulled on you, if any. Oh, that's easy. Uh, there was a couple. Um, I'm going to go with my favorite. Um, we were in Seattle, and I was looking for. Um, I think we did. We travel together, or did he travel with um, Rad Radford, uh, aka Louis Spicoli? And I forgot. I don't know if Louis. I needed to. I owed him money, or he owed me money. I don't know what the deal was, or something with a plane ticket and. I don't know. So I knock on Owen's door. I'm trying to think now. Let me think. Was this at night? It can't be. No. Had to be. I don't remember, but picture this now. Mm. Owen comes to the door with the the little mask on that you wear to go to bed with. A little black mask. Uh, you've seen it many times in comedy, oh, this comedy yeah. shows. Yeah. You know, and he probably got it free from the airlines or whatever. When you're in first class, they give you all that crap. Anyway, he comes to that, and he lifts it up, and he goes, Barry, what's up? And I said, where's Lewis? I'm on the phone. He's holding the phone in his hand. The cord is dangling. He's 50 feet, 40 feet from the bed. The phone 
cord could never stretch that long. He unplugged it, and it's dangling, and he's acting like he's talking to somebody. So it's a rib on me, and it's just a big joke. But if he really thought that I was that it's connected, no. And then as far as the dangling, maybe he was so in a, a sleep or a stupor that he pulled it out, and he really thought he was talking to somebody. But knowing no one, no. It was just a big rib, but it was it was hilarious, and I finally found out uh, – where uh, Rad Radford was and whatnot, but it, you had to be there to appreciate the joke. It was just hilarious that the phone was, the cord was unplugged from the base of the phone, and it's just dangling. As I go, you're not talking to nobody. There's the phone, the wire's hanging there, and he's acting like he's half asleep with the visor that's half on and half off. So that's my that's one of my favorite stories with him. Yeah, I heard he was a prankster, like a prankster, so... Yeah, yeah, he was a prankster, but he never, um... I think there was a mutual respect between Owen and I. He pranked maybe other people, and he pranked them politely. Now, his brother-in-law and those guys, they were a different, different kind of rivers. They're deadly. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, uh, you know, we yeah. had, um... We had, um... We had um, uh, Bret Hart's ex-wife Julie Hart on uh, Julie Hart on with us, and uh, you know she told mm-hmm. us a story uh, again about uh, how uh, he pranked uh, Stu with uh, saying that he was um, Reg Park. That was oh, I know that story. story. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's pretty funny. You know, yeah, and you know Owen. Uh, I guess no one ever tried to get Owen back, but uh, he loved. Uh, he loved he loved to have his fun. They said, and you know we miss mm-hmm. him, we miss him dearly yeah. to this day. You know, definitely rest in peace, Owen Hart. It, it should have never happened. It's a tragedy. <clears throat> it's horrific. It's a bunch of bullcrap. Uh, somebody that's a technical wrestler. Speaking of myself or Owen or Brett yeah. or Brad Armstrong, you don't need to come from the ceiling. Okay. Well, Two really, reasons. They did you come it for they, they they did it for ratings. I think they did. It for for um, something silly, but but what I don't understand is, you know, you have a guy like Sting, for example, who made made his name coming from the rafters. And I was okay. reading something about Owen, and they said um, he wasn't really super wild about the idea. But they also said that that because of the way WWE was, and they were so desperate to. To, to stay on top and to have the ratings and to have good television that okay. they didn't use. Like, like you notice, Sting's, Sting's um, uh, harness was, like, looking, and it was kind of, it was big. You could see it, but he unhooked it, but it broke. Owens, they didn't want it visible on the television, so they used some, like, cheaper one that wasn't necessarily designed for a guy his first elbow. And, and that's, first elbow. Yeah. yeah, which is crazy. Now, here, so, let me let me just back up there. Um. Number one, their ratings were good, so it wasn't for that. Uh, number two, the only reason people come from the ceiling is to make a dramatic uh, uh, um, dramatic pay-per-view entrance, WrestleMania. Uh, for instance, Sean coming down the zip line, Sean Michaels coming down the zip line, and Anaheim, I was there. Okay, he could work, and he does that. It adds to it. Uh, Sting is a good worker, but most, most – you defer from if you're not a good worker, you got to do something. See what I'm getting at? So you you have them come from the ceiling. Only 
I'm not saying none of those went because Owen was he didn't he didn't need to come from the ceiling. He could have made the same splash running through the crowd, flapping his wings, and the blue blazer, and it would have got over just as good. Or you should have did that harness the way you did it before. And this guy is supposed to be a master. He's did Hollywood this this and that. You should have had an extra heavy duty clamp. Let him come down, and then the heel starts beating him up. That would have been yeah. – people would have went nuts. And he can't get out of it, and Owen just keeps on selling and selling. And finally, there's a gimmick where you, you get it done or let the heel unclip him, make him come back, Owen beats him. That's what it should have been. People would have went nuts. Instead, you have a tragedy, a death, and you kept the show going. I've been to that building. That's a hell of a friggin' drop. There was no oh, the reason temper, for it. The temper arena's huge, yeah. There was no yeah. There was no reason for it. He was a hell of a star, a hell of an athlete. Uh it, and he's too young. He had a great family. It shouldn't have happened and and it's a horrible way to die. A horrible right. way to die. You know on the uh, way down, you're you're friggin' dead. Think about jumping off a building and <laughs> or your parachute don't work, and you're uh, fifty, uh, you're ten thousand uh, you know, feet in the air from a plane, a, a Cessna or whatever, or whatever you want to call it, a small plane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, last thing, last I thing, Owen, because it is, it is kind of a touchy to- topic. But not only was he a a prankster and all that, but he was also a really good guy. And based on the, uh, no, he was a great based guy. On the, the based on the the documentary series I was watching, the uh, uh, what was it called? Behind the ropes or uh, off the? What was the thing called? Icon? The one we were watching. Uh, the, the, the Dark, Dark, one? Dark side, Dark, Dark side ring. That's what it is. Based on watching that Dark documentary about him, um, they said that as he was falling, now he fell like eight stories or something crazy. But they said as he was falling, he was coming down right on top of the referee. And they said the only thing he said, he wasn't like, oh, shit, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. He, he said, look, look out. out. Yeah. Right. Because well, he, didn't want, he yeah. didn't want anybody else to get hurt. And when you're yeah. falling that far, and you know you're falling, and you know you're going to crash hard, and you've got other people in mind, and, oh, my God, I don't want to fall on this guy and hurt him. And that's, that just says something about his character and who he was, too, that you're in that kind of a situation you're thinking of somebody else. Yeah. Maybe if he did fall on somebody or he did fall on the referee, it could have broke his fall, and maybe you both get a broken arm or something. Think about that. Uh, uh, Barry Horwitz is a guest here. we got seven minutes, and, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, that was uh, that was a trip down memory lane, and that was uh, that was a sad moment for me. I uh, I remember that pay-per-view, yeah. and unfortunately it was called Over the Edge, and it was didn't need to happen. You're right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'll tell you one thing that uh, uh, I promise that we can do. Uh, uh, we we got, like I said, we got something here. Uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing, uh, keep in mm-hmm. track. You got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch. What do you got? Okay, yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah, um, really. Um, what's going on is um, um, a lot of meet and greets, and a lot of them been canceled because of the virus going on. But uh, we're revamping, and we got a big one in Connecticut, uh, September 19th, and it's called Wrestling Classic Convention. It's from 10 to 3 in Windsor Locks, Connecticut, at the Doubletree Hotel. Beautiful hotel. It's going to be a huge event. Um, That's the ones coming up. I'm going to be also in Missouri and Seattle doing some meet and greets and also wrestling seminars. And as far as my, my Facebook page is super, super duper hot, 
I'm on Cameo.com, and also I've got four brand-new shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com. So that's what Barry Horowitz is doing. Also, I train six days a week and um, do my sports nutrition, and I keep busy. I'm, I'm constantly busy. You know, and I hate to say it, really, the only thing I know about Connecticut is what mm-hmm. JR said. Uh, do you remember that uh, when he was, they tried to make him heal? Do you remember what he said about Connecticut? No. He said, I'm driving through that overpriced heck hole, Connecticut, and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to tell my wife and my two little girls yeah. that their daddy had just been fired. Yeah, it, it is overpriced. I mean, I, I live in New York, and Connecticut is is very uh very expensive state. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's where uh, – well, that's where Vince lives. That's where David Letterman lives. That's where a lot of people live. <laughs> that got but mega money. Unfortunately, that's all I know about Connecticut. But, you know, I'll tell you, uh, Barry, it's it's just an honor to put you over enough for <laughs> granting time on your schedule to, to join us. And uh, I hope after this interview you'll, you'll still consider me a friend because uh, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. happy, I'm happy that you and I are friends. And, uh, and uh you know, if you wanted to, uh, uh, we got about five minutes here. If you, if there's, uh, if you could give one piece of advice to, mm-hmm. uh, to someone listening that wanted to uh, get into the business, what would you tell yep. them? Oh wow, that's easy. First of all, I would, I would just get somebody that's, you know, his, is, you know, uh, a wrestler. I mean, of my statue or of somebody, just because. He was a world champion, and he's been around 20 or 30 years. Doesn't mean he's a great worker. I mean, examine his work, look at film, uh, investigate these schools and whatnot, how, how they are. And I don't know how tough they are. I heard they were pretty tough. Gut it out, guys. I mean, <laughs> please. I've heard of some guys, oh, I didn't like the way they t- treated me at this center or this place or this academy. you got to gut it out. If you want to do it, you'll make it because – you give 100% and they still don't take you, something's wrong, number one. And then second, you could say, I gave 100%. But if you just go, well, I'm tired of getting slammed and this and this and that and this. and No, you got to gut it out and, you know, just, you know, keep your mouth shut. Do what you're told. You don't have to do nothing, nothing illegal or anything like that. Just, you know, just stay focused. Do what you're told, you know, because there should be no joking or ribbing. This is serious. And, and work hard at your craft. I mean... You don't have to be all jacked up and gassed up. You you need to be in good shape. Your cardio, you need to look like an athlete, and you need to be custom fit and custom made. I mean, if you could afford it, you know. You don't walk in there with Nike shorts on or from Walmart or something. I mean, when you're training, of course, that's okay. But once you get going, you know, get established. But the main thing is is get a good trainer, good core, and uh, gut it out. I mean, I did it. I've did it many times. I you gotta understand my first six months I was on judo mats taking backdrops and suplexes. A judo mat is about an inch high. There's cement under there. You'll toughen up quick if you want something. I've been injured, I've been stretched, I've been all of that by <laughs> top guys. I mean, you know, shooters, hookers. I mean these guys could wreck your life, wreck your world. They're they trained in Japan. I mean, Carl Gotch, I mean, 
you mention his name in Japan. I mean, he's a god. You uh, you know, look up Carl Gotch or whatever you want to, or Malenko or his sons, whatever. They're top-notch shooters and good professional wrestlers. So you that's know, what and, my uh, advice would be to these guys. Don't you know? Don't think you're a superstar. That pay your dues, man. Pay your dues and get established. And don't don't see what you do on TV and go to the indie shows and copy it. It makes you look like a wannabe. It's not good. Have your own craft, your own style. Pay your dues until you get into a position, you sign a contract, then they give you a gimmick. That's a whole different point. Right now, you don't even need to worry about that or promos or any of that. You need to learn how to lock up, grab a headlock, get in the ring proper, and don't look like a green guy. And keep your mouth closed and listen to these people. And That's one my advice. Sure, and one thing's for sure here, Barry, uh, when uh, people mention Barry Horowitz uh, on this show, he's a god to us. And you are, and we love who wow, you thanks. are. And we love you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. And we thank you for being a friend of the show. Thank and, you, uh, Barry. And thank hopefully you. You'll, hopefully you'd be willing to come on with us again uh, some other time. Uh, uh-huh. When you when when you don't have to get up at four four in the morning like we're uh, taking away your sleeping time, we do we do appreciate it. Hey, yeah, I can, yeah. can I say something really quick? Yeah, can I go say ahead. Something really quick. I help with an organization here in Arkansas. Of course, we haven't had the wrestling shows because of the COVID nineteen. But before mm-hmm. they did their very first wrestling show for Arkansas Championship Wrestling, they just started up last year. They made me president of their fan club. And we're supposed to have we were supposed to have Eugene and James Ellsworth at our show on June thirteenth, but that show got postponed. Right. So um, I and I actually one of my independent wrestling friends told me something, and I consider this a compliment. But I wanted to share this. He says it's funny when you get a better pop, and you're more recognizable than most professional wrestlers because I I mean I've met. Some big name people like Jim Duggan, Tommy Dreamer, the Rock and Roll Express. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm friends mm-hmm. with beautiful Bobby Eaton because there was mm-hmm. an organization called Traditional Championship Wrestling that used to run in Arkansas and they did TV tapings, and they still right. show the old reruns down in the Little Rock area. And to this day, TCW quit running in 2013. To this day, I still have people come up and ask me. Hey, aren't you Granny from TCW? Because <laughs> they recognize wow. Because I would always, they would always have me sit on the front row, in the center seat, facing the camera. Because I always, they always had me interact with the wrestlers. I mean, whether it was heel or babyface, I always got to interact Damn. with all the wrestlers, and that was so much Damn. fun for me. Cool, that's awesome. You know something, also, Granny, you could tell a girl from Arkansas, but you can't tell her much. <laughs> well, I'm not originally from Arkansas either, so Oh come on now. Wait a no, minute. Where are you from no. then? Pluto? I I told you I was born and raised in Kansas and I moved to Arkansas in nineteen eighty eight with my family. Okay, so we'll switch when my we'll son, switch up when the my joke, son so. was when my son was not quite two years old. I was a single mom for twenty three and a half years. And I mm-hmm. and I got remarried, and I've been married to the man I'm married to now. We will be married um, 11 years, December 19th Excellent. of this year. But so, you could tell a girl from Kansas, but you can't tell her much. Very nice, very nice. You, I'll you let like you that? have that one. <laughs> I'll let you have okay, that one. Okay, <laughs> finally, finally. 
All right. Uh, but it, it, it was a pleasure and an honor to get to speak with you tonight. Oh, it was a pleasure talking to you guys. You guys had great questions, and uh, everything was really, really cool. I want to leave you with something here. There is a lot of great wrestlers, I think, <laughs> in this world, but Barry Horowitz wrestles great. And we and we love Barry Horowitz, too. Thank you, guys. I appreciate Thank it very you. much. Thank you. All right. You guys have- Barry, Barry Horowitz, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the living legend. Cannot top that interview. Ladies, well, we're going to try. Uh, I don't think we can, but we'll try. Thank you, Barry. You're awesome. Thank you, Barry. Uh, thank you so much, guys. You have a good night. You All too. right. And our next, guest, our next guest should be on uh, soon, um, if they're not there yet. Um, Uh, are you guys with me? I'm here. Yes, we're on. We're just looking. I'm looking for the switchboard. All right, yes, we have a 574. Yep, that would be him. And then uh, get ready right. to call our, other, our our third guest. So if you guys are ready, bring him on. I'll introduce him. Yeah, ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to walk through the ring right now. He gives me the word, do not mess with me, especially on a Sunday, just because of his last name. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man himself. He is Preston Churchill. Hi, this is the British brawler Preston Churchill. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the hosts, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Holster. Hey, Preston, thanks for joining us. we got Preston Church here. we got about 26 minutes with Preston. And uh, by the way, Preston, we, we love your accent. It is awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. So uh, uh, I'm kind of curious, your nickname, uh, that's because of the hat you wear, correct? That's a, called a bowler hat? Uh, well, it's, it's a top hat. I wear a top hat. Okay. All right. So uh, I need to brush up on my uh, – my Eng- my English uh, uh, speaking stuff. Uh, we'll we'll work yeah, on the that. Bowl- the bowl uh, is a okay. round on top, kind of like a bowl. Right. And yours is top. Yeah. I got. No, All right. So no, here's what not. we'll do. Uh, here's what we'll do. We'll have you give us a little background about yourself, and then uh, we'll uh, I'll ask you a question, a few questions, then Granny, then Big Swing, then we'll come and ask me the top. Uh, I'll ask you the top questions. So go ahead, give us a little background. All right. Well, I started training in 2001. I had my first match in 2002 against my brother in uh, uh, Burnettsville, South Carolina. It's actually on the YouTube. You can find it there. And uh, I wrestled all uh, all over Georgia, South Carolina, up into Tennessee and Kentucky. We actually helped start a company in Kentucky. Um, I wrestled for them for a number of years, Kentucky, Ohio, uh, before I moved to uh, northern Indiana. I wrestled with them a few more times until they shut down, and then I started wrestling for companies up here. Uh, I've wrestled now all you... over Indiana, Michigan, uh, Ohio, and even into Illinois. Uh, now, you know, you mentioned uh, Indiana, so you're are, are you pretty close to IPFW, Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne? Uh, well, I'm a few hours from them, yes. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, because they're one of our they're they're one of our big rivals. Uh, but anyway, we're here to talk about you, not talk about me. So, uh, you know, uh, in your uh, you know, you mentioned you've been uh, wrestling since uh, 2001. 
Uh, in yes, your uh, in your tenure in the business, how many different companies have you wrestled for? Oh my goodness, I couldn't even count. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I I mean, you know, we we got started at a very small. It was actually a wrestling ministry, and uh, the company we helped start in Kentucky was another ministry, and you know, we uh, we uh, we. When I, when I moved up here, things were a lot different. Uh, the, the first company I worked for um, after the one in Kentucky closed was another ministry. But after that, it, it just kind of fell out. There was no one else doing wrestling ministry work. And it just I wrestled for pretty much anyone who would uh, who would book me. And that became quite quite a few. And, um, I mean, you know, you know how it is in the wrestling business. Your word, get, you know, your name gets out there. Word gets around. You, you do this different. You do that different. And, um there's there's no way no way I could tell you how many different companies I've wrestled for over the years. You know, and the cool thing is, uh, as an independent wrestler, uh, then we'll go to Granny here in a second. But uh, the cool thing about you, uh, as an independent wrestler, being on our show, you're the uh, first and only independent wrestler we've had on the show that has his own pop figure. Well, thank you, thank you very much. I'm very proud of that. Um, I'm working on getting more made. Uh, the first one was kind of a prototype, and um, I'm working on getting more made. I've had several people ask me if I have them for sale, and as of right now, I don't, but I am working on that. So our, our favor is maybe when you get a couple uh, more made, maybe you can, uh, if you would, send us an autograph one for giveaways for our, our big December show that we got coming up. Absolutely. I, I, you know, anything I can do to help someone else in the business out and, you know, and further my, further my name as well, absolutely. I'm willing to do that. Awesome. And now, when you wrestle, would you consider yourself to be a uh, a high flyer like a Rey Mysterio, a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart, or are you just like the the kick ass brawler like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Uh, I would definitely have to go with Stone Cold Steve Austin on that one. Um, I am definitely a ground and pound, uh, a, a brawler in your face, loud as life uh, can be. I mean, there's some guys who won't wrestle me because of my punches and my headbutts. And would you consider yourself to be a baby face, a heel, an in-between, or are you more of a, what the crowd says you're going to be? Usually it depends on the crowd. A lot of times, you, you, you know, um, you go out there with one thing in mind, uh, one particular outcome in mind, but, uh, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll give the crowd what they want. If, they, if, if, they, if, they're, hey, look, if they're already booing me when I walk out there, all right, if you're going to boo me, I'm going to give you a reason why. And with that being said, Granny like somebody fun that I could play with. <laughs> go ahead, Granny. Uh, what do you got for our guests? We have Preston Churchill, the brawler. We have 21 minutes. Go ahead. Well, hello, Preston. I am Granny Holkster now. I'm not a wrestler, per se, even though I have such a wonderful gimmick name that I was blessed to meet 25 plus years ago, but because I love so much, love this wonderful sport. But um, I like talking smack to the heels, and you sound like somebody that I would have a lot of fun playing with. I need to get you to Arkansas for our independent company that I help with. I'm president of their fan club. It's called Arkansas Championship Wrestling. Granny needs to get you to Arkansas. <laughs> well, well, Granny, would, I would love to come. I would love to come out there 
I would be more than happy to to, to work across with you. Um, I'm not opposed to traveling at all. Uh, you know, uh, just hit me up in Messenger later, and you know, get, you know, we could hash out some details. I never okay. ever have a problem uh, working the crowd because that's really what this sport is about. You know, it's not about what I want to do in the ring. It's about what the crowd wants. You know, if I've got someone out there who's booing me, who's cheering me, who won't stop nagging at me, that person, that's my guy. The guy in my, the, the other guy in the ring, he's my opponent. But that person out, outside the ring, that's me mock. And I want to work that. I, I want to work that. I want to give them their money's worth because that affects everyone in the crowd. And a lot of guys today don't get that. They go out there. They want to hit this spot. They want to hit this spot. Three, three or four uh, suits of music later, and you know, and you know, they have to hit their stuff. And that's not what this sport is about at all. It's about the fans. Well, uh, we I, 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 I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. Because uh, we have, I tell you, I had. Oh, go ahead, Icon. We have the brawler, Preston Churchill. We got about uh, twenty minutes uh, left. Uh, uh, go ahead, Granny, with your next question, and then. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, well, you know, I, I, you know, uh, I was going to say one of my questions, I guess, would be, what has been or who has been your most toughest opponent you've ever faced in the ring? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, when I was still in the South, I would have to say, me brother, whatever, whatever gimmick he was working at the time. He was always the toughest because he pushed me to my limits, and I dare say he would say the same about me. You know, we pulled no punches. We we were as real as 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 fat on a pig. You know, we we went out there and we laid it all down in the ring. Um, well, fast I, forward I, years, I, go ahead. I was gonna say fast forward a dozen or so years later, probably me ex-wife. Um, you know, at the time she and I were married. And um, it was the same thing, really. You know, we pulled no punches. We 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 were. I mean, we were realist. You know, again, like I said, fat and a pig. We were just out there putting it all online on the line because we wanted to make sure we gave the crowd what they got. And you know, we don't have to talk about her if we don't want to. Um, she was a formidable opponent, nonetheless. Um, another big big time opponent for me would have been uh, Excalibur. He came later in my career, but he certainly challenged me to up my game, you know, to take that next step, to, to push it beyond what the crowd expected and give them something more. And I really appreciate that, um, Excalibur. Awesome. I, I do awesome. hope that I do get I do hope I get more matches with him because he was definitely someone that I wish I had met in my younger years who I think I can still keep up with as the old man, as the older brawler. But um you know, honestly, my son is eight years old, and he talks all the time about being Brawler Jr. He's Brawler Jr., and I guess that's my goal is to keep doing this long enough that I can have a rivalry with him one day, and then, you know, he can retire me. Awesome. And uh, well, I love I love your accent, by the way. It's it's amazing. But I was going to tell you really quick. Um, I'm friends with um, former WWE superstar Trevor Murdoch. I mean, I'm personal friends with him and his family. And he was oh, doing right. a seminar over in Oklahoma. I helped with an organization that I was helping with an organization at the time called Wrestling for a Cause. We did shows for kids that was fighting childhood cancer. And he was telling the wrestlers, you know, how to work the crowd and everything like that. And he says, go to Granny. Use her as your goal. Make her mad. Piss her off. <laughs> I 
and I was like, oh, my God, Trevor, as if they don't do that enough already. I had a wrestler one time. They're always teasing me about sit down and shut up before you break a hip. I'm 57 years old, and I'm very proud of my age. I, I'm very proud of my age. I'm not a, I'm not one of these women that are, are afraid to talk about their age. But I had a wrestler one time. He's got in my face. He says, Granny, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And I grabbed my keys out of my purse, and I put the keys in my fist, and I doubled up my fist, and I threw my fist in his face. I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. And every time he screamed, he would scream like a girl. He sounds like a girl when he screams. And he ran off running screaming. <laughs> so you and I would have, I think you and I would have a lot of fun interacting at a, at a wrestling event. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, you know, that's what it's really all about, making it as real as possible for the fans. It's not about how many spots you want to hit. It's not about how many times you just super kick the bloke. It is about working the crowd. And if there's that <clears> one person, just that one person who is in your face, won't shut up, that's my person. Right there, that's me, Mark, because that person will make it as real as real can be. Uh, well, if you, came out, if you came out in the heel persona, I'm sure that you and I would interact quite well together. <laughs> well, talk to your promoters. Uh, Let's make it happen. I will. I will. Uh, I will. Preston, Churchill, Preston Churchill's our guest here. we got about 15 minutes here with Preston. One thing real quick before we go to Big Swing. I do want to wish a happy uh, belated birthday to Lieutenant Preston Churchill of the uh, British Royal Navy. Uh, we want to wish you a happy birthday. Uh, Thank and you, I sir. wish I could hopefully eventually I can have a beer with the brawler. I would love to do that. And uh, I'll ask you a question about that in a second. Uh, Big Swing, what do you got for our guests? We got about 14 minutes with Preston Churchill. Go ahead. All right. Well, I missed a uh, I missed a majority of that just because I, I had a internet issue. I guess we're having storms here too, and it, it bumped me off, so I missed a good portion of it. But um, now, uh, Preston, you like I'm just curious as to what got you. And, and again, if you covered this well, I was off, and then by all means, that's my fault. But um, what got you into the wrestling business? I mean, it's something that a, a lot of people, myself included, watch as kids and go, wow, that's so cool. I want to do that someday. Or that would be something that would be amazing. But very, very few people actually do it and pursue it and get into it. Uh, kind of take us through your journey a little bit. Did you have anybody you looked up to, any any influences, any you know wrestlers that you try to model yourself after? I mean, how do you how do you get involved in doing what you're doing now? Well, I mean, getting picked on as a kid and fighting a lot in school, um, that spurred me to look for a positive outlook. Obviously, watching it on on the TV, the Attitude Era, um, you know, was definitely um, a, a, a draw for me. And if I had to say I had an influence, it would have been Sir William Regal. It would have been, you know, the British Bulldog, obviously, and, and Mick Foley. I've always been, you know, okay. a, a bit. I've always been a bit chubby, a bit overweight, and, and Mick Foley really made it an obtainable goal for me. You know, seeing that here's a fat guy, he's out here doing it, long-haired hippie, and you know, he he's doing it. He's out there every week, you know. And I, I was I was watching when he won his first title. I was watching with his 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 um his battles with The Rock, and I mean, you know, that was really you know this is what I need. This is what I want. And so um, I actually, a buddy of mine 
uh, introduced me to a company that was there locally where I was, and I started training with them. And um, I actually, at the tryout, um, you know, because, you know, everybody did a little bit of that backyard stuff back in the day. And um, yeah. when, well, for the tryout, when he he had me do a few basic bumps, and then he picked me up for the body slam, and I, you know, and I straightened my legs up like you're supposed to. And he's like, you've never done this before. And I'm like, no, sir, I've never been in a ring before. And he said, I, I think you've got what it takes. So I came back, and um, I came back every week. And, you know, before long, you know, we, we had my first match. So, and I know WWF uh, at the time used to, I mean, you know, they did shows in Canada, they did things, but every once in a while they'd go over to the UK. I mean, did you, did you get a chance to go to any of those shows and see it live? True story. I have never been to a live WWE event. I regret that, but um, it just hasn't happened. Um, now, I did get to go to uh, a TNA show before it was uh, a big deal, when it was NWA TNA. And actually, me and my brother wrestled a dark match before the show <laughs> at that show. Um, but, uh, no, I've never been to a, w- a live WWE event. And what, well, uh, and what I'm thinking is what, what's the wrestling culture like in, in, in England? I mean, is it, is, is it as big of a thing? I, I can't imagine it's as big as it is in the States, but I, I know it seems like left and right you see, you know, English wrestlers and stuff popping up. Uh, most notably in recent years, obviously, you see Paige doing things. I, I think there's one or two on the rosters now for WWE, but I don't watch much anymore. Um, but, I mean, but what's the culture like over there and from when you were growing up till now? I mean, is it a big thing? Um, well, I mean, you know, I've spent the majority of me, I've, I've my whole adult life, really over here in the states. But over oh, in England, okay. uh, yes, for the longest time, it was it was a bit of a taboo. I mean, you know, you you think about what the independent scene was in the states in like the eighties or the seventies, where it was like, okay. oh, you go to that, and you know, oh, you you you're, you're into that. That's what it was. That's what it would be like over there. Um, you know, obviously, um, it's it's come out a lot more. Um, it become a lot more prevalent and a lot less taboo. But, I mean, that's what it was like. Um, the fighting style, which is a lot like what I fight like, um, it's a lot stiffer, if you will, a lot more shoot, um, if, you, if you know. Um, it, yeah. It's a lot more, I mean, yeah, a lot more grab and tackle, a lot more, um, yeah, a, a, lot less, a lot less flair, if you will. Okay. Uh, Preston is our guest here. We got about uh, we got about ten minutes here with uh, Preston, and you know Preston, we do uh, thank you for taking time out of schedule. Before I ask you uh, a couple hard hitting questions, uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch. What do you got? Yes, sir, I do have a Facebook page. Um, it's not a fan page; it's just a regular Facebook page. Uh, just you know, if you actually go to Google and type in Preston Churchill. If you manage to spell it correctly, I am the first thing that pops up, Facebook and YouTube. I do not have a Twitter. I do not have a Twitch. Um, my PR manager is actually working on that. Um, we're actually trying to set up a, a, an actual um, website for all my merchandise. I've got a ton of T-shirts. I've got top hats. I've got fidget spinners. I've got uh, little British flags you can purchase. Obviously, like you mentioned, we're working on getting the pop final figures made and masks. I've only got the one right now. 
um, wrestling buddies. I just finally, I ordered these damn things like eight months ago, and the guy took his time, and he made every excuse in the book, and I had to threaten him with me lawyer. But finally, I got my Preston Churchill wrestling buddies. So we are working on putting up a website, but if you just message me on Facebook Messenger, I'll be happy to work out with you a price, uh, plus shipping and handling, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, Facebook and YouTube is all I have for the time being. And, uh, you know, I sent you an address. Uh, whatever you can send us for our big December giveaway show, we'd appreciate. Yeah. And, and I will I will work with my PR manager, see what we've got that we can hook you up with. But I, want to, I will do that. We, we will send something. Okay. And then uh, I'm kind of curious. On your Facebook page, you know, the icon made you a cool collector's card. But I'm kind of curious, uh, who uh, – uh, who did the design of the uh, your uh, your backdrop on your Facebook uh, beer with the brawler? It looks like the Back to the Future logo. Who designed that? That is me, good friend Alan Shell. He's he's a friend on Facebook. If you need any kind of artwork done, you message him because not only will he do you a great design, but he will give you a fantastic price. And his name is Alan Shell. Alan Shell, S C H E L L. First name Alan, A L A N. Okay, uh, give me his name again. A. His first name is A L. Yeah, A L A N. Alan Shell, C or S C H E L L. Okay, and he's a friend of yours on Facebook, right? Yes, you can look him up on Facebook. Uh, right on my Facebook, right, actually, he should be. He All right. Yeah. Um, uh, after, after the show is over, I will. Uh, I will do that because uh, uh, I think he could. S C H E L L. Right. Yes. S C H E L L. Okay. Awesome. Now, uh, you know, one question I like to ask all the independent wrestlers. Uh, I ask them this question. I'm going to put it to you. Two part question. You know, you mentioned you've never really been to a WWE show, but let's say that WWE or AEW sees you in the states. And they, they contact you when you're backstage and they, they want to offer you a contract. Two part question. A is that something you'd want to do? And B, would you uh not big time us and still talk to us if you got that opportunity? Yes, I would absolutely do it. And uh I would still make the time out for you. Um, you know, I'm not one of those guys who will ever get too big for his britches. As long as it's not a breach of me contract, I'd be happy to do it. That that's awesome. Now, uh, real quick here, we got uh, we got Mr. Churchill as our guest here, and uh, you know uh, we uh, even though you, you you didn't serve in our army, we do uh, we do thank you for your service uh, in your country. Uh, you know, uh, it's pretty cool to become a lieutenant uh, in any armed forces, and uh, you uh, you're awesome for all the work you did on that. Well, thank you. So now, uh, with all this COVID stuff going on, you know, uh, a lot. I'm sure you lost a lot of dates, uh, and I'll understand if you can't answer the question. But how many dates would you say you've lost? And has your calendar been blanked out to a certain date, or do you keep them on the books just in case you can still do them? What's COVID uh, uh, been like for you? Well, I mean, I actually did a few, uh, several actually. Uh, coronavirus lockdown episodes on the beer with the brawler and uh i mean honestly it sucked i mean here we are the end of june we've already passed my birthday and i actually had to miss the first show that i could have actually attended because 
I thought I had symptoms. Now, normally by this time, I would have done at least seven, eight, nine, ten shows. But I mean, this show was supposed to be the middle of uh, the middle of May. Got pushed back to the end of May. Got pushed back to the beginning of June. And then they completely scrubbed that show and scheduled it for the end of June, my birthday. And because I had a few symptoms, I had to cancel my appearance and not even be there. So overall, it sucked. I mean, it really has sucked. Um, it, it, you know, but I mean, it, I did what I thought was best. You know, it turns out that I did not have COVID-19. I did have a few symptoms, but, uh, you know, I went and got tested. I finally got back the word that it was negative. But, uh, I mean, you know, I did what I thought was right by telling the promoters, hey, I've had symptoms. I got tested. I should not be there. And they completely understood. I mean, Aaron Johns, Tony Thunder, Eric King, they're good guys. You know, they completely understood uh, UWF, PWK. They stand behind me and my decision, and they're really good guys for uh, understanding. That's awesome. So we have uh, we have Mr. Churchill as our guest here. We have um, well, we have about uh, four minutes here with uh, Mr. Churchill. Uh, so uh, if uh, what, do you know when your next event is, and if so, who's it against? Where is it? And if our fans want to come check it out, where uh, might they get tickets if available? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Uh, when is your next event, if you if you have one set, and uh, who might your opponent be? And if fans wanted to come check you out there to listening, uh, where might they get tickets? All right. So I believe, let me double check this real quick. Uh, it's it's July. Hold on two seconds. All right. It is going to be July 22nd. Should be back at the Eagles Lodge on Ironwood Drive in South Bend. I believe I'm scheduled to, to face Mitchell Taylor, the, the the Burger King, Mitchell Taylor. And um, you can get the tickets on uh, the UWF Facebook. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be uh, a, a knockdown, drag-out fight. Mitchell Taylor and I have faced each other a few times in the past. That last time was actually last year in Milford, where he robbed me of a victory by cheating. So I'm really looking for that retribution. That's awesome. We have the brawler here, Mr. Churchill. We have uh, we have two minutes here left with you. you know, I'll tell you what, uh, we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Uh, you've been most wonderful. I, I, I can't get enough of your accent, and I love the fact that you're a uh, lieutenant for the British Navy, and uh, uh, you're awesome, and hopefully uh, we can have you on again. And if you could uh, let your buddy know uh, – uh, uh, Alan, uh, that uh, the icon will contact him. Uh, you can uh, give me some kudos. That way he'll uh, respond back to me. I'd appreciate it. I actually just shared the link to his Facebook page, his alt Facebook page, on me Facebook page. So if you go there, it should be the first link at the top of the page. Just click on that, and you should have no problems getting a, hand, uh, a hold of him. But I'll go ahead and give him the heads up. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank you, sir, for joining us. And uh, thank hopefully, you, Preston. Uh, hopefully, we can have you on again at some point. I sure hope so. You're welcome, Granny. You're welcome, Icon. Uh, you, you all are welcome. I'm very, very blessed to be here. Very grateful for the opportunity. Um, you all stay safe and God bless. Awesome. God bless you. Thank you, Churchill, ladies and gentlemen. The the brawler himself. He is uh, he cool. is the man. Uh, so. Uh, Big Swing, if you're ready to call our guests, unless they've already called. 
And I have not. No, no one's called in. You, you want to go ahead and call him? Um. Yeah. Let, let me let me look up the number yeah. again. You guys know what happened. Every time I call somebody, we get disconnected, and I'm not aware of it, and uh, uh, the guest is wondering where the crickets are at, you know? Yeah, you're, you're just over there chatting away, and yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's, the eight, it's the 818, right? Uh, yes. Okay. I'll let them know we're calling her. We're calling them now. Alrighty. Let me know when you die. Oh, it, I did. It said call failed or was not answered. Let me let me try typing it in a different way here with actual right. dashes. And I keep I keep forgetting. I I got to type it in a certain way. Because the thing is, when I when I do the the chat with us, I don't know when we get kicked off or not. So that, there we go. There he is. Hello. Hey, is this Texas Patty? Yeah, that's right. Just give All me right. a second. Oh. I put my headphone inside because otherwise you're so. <clears throat> a second. All right. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put you on hold. I'm gonna introduce you, and then we'll uh, interview you. Okay. That's great. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring right now. She's going to tell us exactly why everything is bigger in Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the lovely, the vivacious, the beautiful Texas Patty. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And you? Well, we're doing pretty good. Uh, we have uh, Texas Patty's our guest here. We have about uh, 40 minutes here with uh, Texas Patty. Uh, what, we'll, what we'll have you do here real quick is give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, ask you some questions. Sure. So, original, I'm from Germany. I moved over around about uh, two years ago <clears throat> here to uh, L.A., beautiful Californian, and um, yeah, right now I'm working here, I live here, and um, yeah, I'm feeling really good. <laughs> and uh, now, would you consider yourself a more of an adult entertainer or an adult star or neither? I'm like, you know, um I didn't know. I think I'm an adult star, adult entertainer. I honestly, I give a shit of it. I'm working in the adult industry, and I love to work like this. Now, uh, being a uh, being an adult star, um, you know, you get to you get to do a lot of stuff, and uh, you've seen a lot of stuff. What is your favorite uh, uh, thing about being an adult star? It's like my favorite thing is um, to working in a job, which is only fun because this is for me fun. Every time I tell the people, I uh, like make my hobbies tax and uh, to my job right now. So and this is really great, and I love to do this. And um, for me, it's not um, it's not uh, really. Working, it's more fun. You know what I mean? 
Well, yeah, you know, if you can't have fun at your job, why why do it, right? Right. Uh, this is awesome. We have a Texas Patty here with us. We got about thirty eight minutes here with Texas Patty. Uh, now, Granny, I'll understand if uh, you don't have any questions. If you uh, if you want to just listen, but uh, 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 Big I'll Swing, just what listen. do you have? Uh, Big Swing, what do you have for our guest, Texas Patty? Go ahead. Hello. Oh, I, I, I no, I didn't even realize I had the mic muted. Um, Go ahead. Okay. Well, so what? What? Um, Take us down the path of how you how you got into uh, what you're doing. I mean, a little bit of a little bit of like maybe a life story, how you got started, what your influences were, kind of just just for the fans to uh, to know sort of uh, your beginnings. So my beginning uh, is right now over 12 years ago, and uh, before I um, was also I loved sax, so I went to swinger clubs and I did like I did it in the past more for my private stuff and um, uh, one time in the swinger club a guy was asking me and said hey do you ever thought about to make some movies or whatever and I thought no not yet but honestly this is not a bad idea (laughs) why not so this was kind of the starting so I did my um, my first um, um, only with my husband so it was only my husband and me and um, I was really proud of it but that's all at this point I never thought about to um, like quit my job or whatever um, and I want to be a doctor it was only for fun but for sure you know how it is this is the beginning and see how it ends <laughs> so like yeah this is like a quick explaining like my story And uh, how long, uh, you know, you mentioned you've been over here in the States for uh, two years. Uh, do, you, uh, do you make your residency here in the States, or uh, do you still have a residency in Germany? You just stay here part-time. Still. Like, I, right now, I live, like, in both countries. I, I, countries. I still um, have my residence in Germany, but also my residence here in the U.S. You know, uh, you, mentioned, uh, you know you mentioned Germany. Uh, my father, when he was uh, in the army in the '60s, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with this. Uh, he uh, he told me about Zutpitz in Germany. Say it again about what? Well, he told me about uh, the mountains in Zutpitz, Germany, when he was there. I don't even know if they call Zutpitze? it anymore, Zut, yeah, Zutpitz. Uh, he he showed me all these slides from Zutpitz, Germany, when he was there. Right, right. Yeah, this is in Germany, and um, it's pretty nice. It's called Zugspitze, but I know what you oh. mean. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, he also uh, he also uh, he also told me, and uh, you can tell me if this is correct too, because uh, then he obviously has been pronouncing it wrong all these years. <laughs> Uh, I've been pronouncing <laughs> it a lot of people from Germany don't even know what the heck I'm asking about. But he uh, also told me about uh, having a Heineken in the bar there in Germany and uh, having potato sprites with mayonnaise. Uh, sound familiar to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And for people that are listening that don't know what potato sprites are, we actually call them French fries. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like this is this is the real translation. If you if you yeah no it's fine. Um, uh, if you have like the German word, it is like really potato fries or something. But you call it French fries. That's true. And uh, uh, of course, everyone knows that Heineken is brewed in Germany, correct? And uh, um, honestly, I'm curious. Yeah, go ahead. Heineken is not brewed in Germany. It's from um, the Netherlands. <laughs> okay. Uh, but and, it's, uh, we are really close to the border. So, which and, is fine. Uh, <laughs> now, are you, are you in the States currently right now, or are you in Germany right now? No, I'm, I'm in the States. Because otherwise, if I'm in Germany, we have in Germany right now in the middle of the night, so around about... Five uh, twenty in the morning, so I'm I'm in LA right now. Now, when you when you came over, I'm kind of curious, and uh, I I hate to bore our, our other co-hosts with these questions, but and Granny or explain uh, if you have any other questions, you can chime in. But uh, now, when you first moved here two years ago from Germany to the states, what, was it tough for you to uh, do the time difference exchange? Was that difficult? For sure, in the beginning, like every time when I flew over from Germany to um, to the U.S., because when you fly from Germany to the U.S., um, it's kind of funny. When I step at noon in the plane in Germany, I arrive here at the same day, at the same time, mostly the same time, like two hours later, um, here in the U.S. So that means I'm still um, uh, 24 hours awake. But here it's still day, so you do like the same day again. <laughs> but um, I um, right now I'm used to it. So like that means if I'm traveling to the U.S., um, I try to be awake uh, till the night. I go really really early to bed, around about 9 p.m., and then um, I wake up in the morning at 8. And it doesn't matter how tired I am, I stand up, drink a coffee, have my breakfast, and stop like a normal day because otherwise I get really jet-lagged. So did you ever think of, uh, uh, is that why you decided to go with the name Texas Patty instead of Jet Lake Patty? <laughs> Honestly, the name Texas Patty was created like 12 years ago. At this point, I never expected that I go to the U.S. for my business, only for vacation or something. But I, I took the name Texas Patty because in Germany, like the U.S., um, is a really cool brand. You can buy everything in stars and stripes. So I thought when I uh, creating my um, own business, and I have for sure I had to find the name. In Germany at this time, it was really popular. Like the, all the adult stars call herself like sexy, Susie, sexy, and sweet, whatever. And I don't want to have kind of this name. And I thought something with um, stars and stripes, like kind of U.S. brand, could be great because you can brand everything, like merchandise and everything in stars and stripes. And for sure, like for German people, like New Jersey or something, is hard to write. And also when you try to Google it, it's really hard. Is it dash? Is it like uh, whatever? So I choose a small, like short word, like Texas. 
And also, if you put some letters out of the word taxes, uh, there's the word sex inside. And this was the reason why I took taxes. Honestly, I never was in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, uh, I'm kind of curious. Now, you uh, you did some stuff with some racing, too, didn't you? Didn't you sponsor a car or something? Yeah, well, you're really good. Yeah, I did it in Germany, right. Uh, in Germany, we have the 24-hour race. I don't know if it sounds familiar to you. Um, so that means really 24 hours, the cars are on the road, and they are keep driving, and they don't have kind of an extra car. So if there is a crash or something and you can't fix the car, um, you you lose this game, yeah. Otherwise, you have to tape it with duct tape or something. And, um, yeah, right. And I had a car there. The car was brand with my logo and with my picture on it. And, yeah, that's true. And uh, Texas Patty is our guest here. We have, uh, well, we have about uh, 29 minutes here with uh, Texas Patty, give or take a little bit. So, now, you know, we have the um, – you know, the whole COVID-19 thing that's going on, uh, how has that affected uh, what you do in your business? For sure. Like, I think each single business, not each single, but the most of the business are affected uh, because of the COVID stuff. For sure, the adult industry is, I think, um, how can I say it? Like, it's hard to keep in the adult industry when you have to do a film or something the distance from six feet. You know what I mean? <laughs> so for sure, um, everything um, shut down. So all the shootings were stopped. Uh, I think it was in the middle of uh, March. All the shootings were stopped. And still we have all the testing things and all the stuff. But still it's slow right now. I got it because... It's hard. Everybody have to go to uh, to the test um, for the COVID stuff. Um, each single person who is at set, like on set, like producers, uh, sound guys, camera guys, makeup artists, and all this stuff, have to be there. The house has to be totally clean. And yeah, right now, it's they are open again the shooting, but it's still slow. Now. Uh... You know, being, uh, you know, in the, the adult film industry, uh, you know, you've obviously made a lot of uh, different movies. Uh, how many movies or, or would you say that you've been in? You know, that you've been in? Wow. When you ask me how many movies I did, I, honestly, I can't count them. There are so many movies. Like, if you were, like, 12 years in the industry, at one point you stop counting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, let me ask you this: and do you have a do you have a favorite that you've been in? Like been in the United States? Yeah. Like for sure, um, in Germany. Germany is a small country, and um, for sure, I shot also like in um, uh, in whole Europe, like Spain and uh, everywhere. But still, for me, it was a big goal because, for example, like stuff from Evil Angel, Naughty America, Brazos, and like all the big brands, they are not shooting or shooting less in whole Europe. So for me, it was 
for sure a big goal to to get here in the United States because this is my opportunity to shoot also for this kind of companies. So yeah, it was a big step for me. Now, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, that you're married, and uh, you know, I was going to say if you ever. You're married, though, but if you ever need a bodyguard or anything like that or someone to carry your bags, uh, you know, I can stop the bullet once, and uh, I, I'm pretty good at lifting heavy bags. So if you ever need someone to uh, be uh, your chauffeur or whatever, uh, I'd, uh, I'd, like to, uh, I'd like to apply for that position. That's really nice. I appreciate it. Like normally, you know, we we German girls, we are a little bit different. Yeah, I go every time um, – each single day in the gym doing my workout and <laughs> I can um, carry all my stuff by myself. So no, I'm, I'm really comfy with myself and for sure like Patrick is every time around me. And if I go to conventions or some, uh, something like Patrick is also here and yeah. So uh, better appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, we have uh, Texas Patty as our guest here. We got about uh, well, we got about twenty five minutes here left with uh, Texas Patty. Uh, now, Big Swing, you got any other questions, or uh, do you want me to keep going? Well, keep going. I'm just curious on on what brought you over, like from Germany. Like, I I mean, it was it an industry that's not necessarily as big over there, or is it something that maybe is is a little bit more frowned upon or more taboo over there, or what? Like. Uh, like what was what was all of that? Like what brought you here initially? I know, like honestly, uh, Germany. I would like to say is more open-minded uh, than the states. So, for example, if you want to shoot some outdoor stuff, like tech stuff, um, uh, in mm. Germany, it's it's not a big deal. If the police comes by and see you, the only thing that the police say to you in Germany. Okay, do me a favor, stop it, and then they go. So that's all. Um, in Germany, so yeah, yeah. Uh, so in Germany, they're really open-minded. But the thing is, for sure, if you look at a map and you see Germany and you see the United States, it's like Germany is kind of one state in the United States. So it's a small country. Still, the business is good there, and for sure there are productions and everything is going on there, but still it's a small country, so you don't have so many opportunities. And this was one reason why I want to go definitely here to the U.S. Um, to shoot, to keep shooting here, because here are for sure more options. Mm, that makes sense. Okay. You know, one thing that uh, that I, I always let our guests do is uh, so uh, real quick here, uh, so uh, we don't run out of time. I know we got thirty minutes here left with, with you, but um, uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch. Uh, how can fans check you out? Yeah, it's uh, pretty easy for sure. I have Instagram. It's every time the same name, it's Texas Patty. Um, and please make sure I have a blue market on all these different um, uh, social medias. So I know it's for some oh, reasons, it's really 
fancy right now to open some fake accounts and um so I want to say this, I want to say this again all my accounts have a blue market like um that I'm verified and so please only when you see this kind of account it's me so for sure I'm on Twitter Instagram I'm on uh TikTok and yeah only fans and all this stuff and uh you know uh your uh your facebook page uh not facebook page but your instagram page uh has got a lot of uh a lot of material so if our fans listening want to uh check that out uh i am a i am a friend of yours there and i am a follower of yours on there and uh you know one thing that i've noticed is that uh well and i'll understand if you don't want to answer the question but one of the questions is you always like to uh uh, show off your underwear. Is that just a normal thing, or is that just something that you like to see if you can uh, get away with it in public? <laughs> um, honestly, it was kind of an accident. Like, in the beginning, I did some, for sure, also in Germany, we have summer, so it's getting hot. I only wearing skirt or dress. And uh, I think it's kind of sexy if you, because you never know what's under this. And you see only, like, flashing the underwear. Um, and I posted, like, one or two times kind of these pictures. And they working pretty good. And so, okay, this is a cool thing. And right now you see how, how it works. Like, you say the same, like, oh, you're showing every time, like, your underwear. And, yeah, for sure it's kind of a thing. The people like it. So why I have to stop it, yeah. <laughs> And, and uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, well, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, when you're, uh, you're like, when you're walking down the street, you know, you're hanging with your husband and everything, has anybody ever come uh, come up to you and say, hey, aren't you Texas Patty? Uh, has that ever happened? If it does, how, how do you respond? You're like, you say, like, no, that's not me. That's somebody else. Uh, how would you handle a situation like that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I got it, like, pretty often. But uh, the thing is, which is funny if I'm hanging around with Patrick, nobody comes up to me. I don't know. Like, I think some people, to make this clear, my husband knows what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know. I think some people get scared when my husband is around. Uh, maybe they think, oh, maybe it's a secret, and he doesn't know it for sure. He knows it. And um, But when I'm going around, like, with, uh, like, friends of mine, like, um, uh, also women, then people come up to me and say, hey, you're a tax patty. Hey, can we take a picture? And for sure, I'm down for it because, like, you know, the people who uh, support me on my um, social media, like everywhere, honestly, these are the people who are paying my bills. And if they want to have a picture with me, for sure, why not? I I don't care. I'm 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 happy if people ask me. Now, uh, how long? Uh, and I'll understand if you don't want to answer this question. But how how long have you been married to uh, Patrick? <laughs> uh, we are married um, four years, but we are together fourteen years. <laughs> so we married after ten years. <laughs> that's that's really cool. Now, uh, and you said you're, you're, the first scene that you ever did uh, was with uh, your husband. 
Now you uh, you do you do most of your scenes with him, correct? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like I did it in the beginning because, like in the beginning, I don't thought like a professional thing. It was more. Uh, uh, how how can I explain it? We did it only for fun. It was more like a sex kick, you know. If you have your own DVD and. Like, you're getting old one time, you're, like, 60, 80 years old sitting, um, like, with your grandchildren around, and you still have this movie and said, oh, look, how young we are there. So this was kind of a thing why we did it. Um, but after a while, Patrick said, listen, honey, that's nothing for me. I love to fuck you, and I also love to fuck around. But in front of camera on a professional set, for sure, it's a totally another thing because you you're not alone. Like some people thinking when you're on set, um, it's only like uh, the two people in front of the camera and the camera guy. But that's not true. You have like people around it. You have people who are doing the sound, correcting the light every time. The camera guy, makeup artists directors and all the stuff so like in minimum there are like five people around during the shoot and um honestly it's also business so like time is money and if uh for sure because this could happen if people like guys don't how do i say it in a nice way doesn't come up in the scene so great and they need a little bit time or rest or whatever um it costs time because everybody is sitting around and only waiting for him and this is a, a, a huge pressure for the guys so there was one point patrick said to me you know what it's not me it's it's nothing for me because like five guys are staring at my dick and it doesn't help to get him hard <laughs> so um i will skip this part and right now like patrick uh, patrick is running all the stuff uh uh behind like in the background he's organizing every time my social media he takes pictures for me he's editing stuff and all this uh things sometimes i do also during the COVID time for sure because I have like my OnlyFans and all this stuff. We did like our own movies and for sure Patrick have to be in this movie because Patrick was the only guy who I can shoot with for sure because he's my husband. Um, but normally I shoot only with other guys. That's awesome. We have uh, Texas Pat here. We got about uh, four minutes here left with. Uh, I was going to ask you real quick. Uh, if I were to uh, send you uh, an address, do you think you might be able to send us some autographs for giveaways for our fans? Yes, sure. Send it over awesome. to me, and I will get it, sure. Awesome. So, uh, now, uh, you mentioned that uh, the COVID-19 has kind of uh, put a uh, – kind of slowed down uh, your production stuff. You know, you spent just you and your husband, but uh, – had you started filming anything that uh, you have to finish up when COVID uh, is is done? Or uh, do you have, like, projects that you're working on that you had to put on the back burner for a little bit because of it? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, we have some projects. Normally, we want to start with a project in um, in April, and then there was covid so right now, for sure, we have to wait until uh, um, everything is really in a good flow, I would like to say, like, everything works out also for the talents, uh, for the shooting place and all this stuff. 
But, you know, like especially for us girls during the COVID time, um, we have also other opportunities. Yeah, we can doing our webcam stuff, which was great during this time for sure because all the people have to stay at home. So if you're doing your webcam shows, the people can answer your webcam shows and still have a close connection to you. So this was kind of okay. It was not the same, and I'm not a webcam girl. But I think my fans, my fans loved it, really, because um, for sure, normally I don't do this so often like the webcam shows. And during the COVID time, um, I did it like, I don't know, four times a week. And, uh, yeah, the people loved it. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested uh, real quick here. Uh you know, back to living in Germany. What is the legal drinking age in Germany? Uh, it depends. For example, um, wine and uh, beer or, like, champagne, you can drink if you're 16. And, like, the hard stuff, for example, like vodka or whatever, 18. So here's my question. Now, if, uh, like, someone, uh, like, me, well, I'm of age now, but let's say that uh, I'm 16 <laughs> in the States and I go to Germany. Do they uh, do they uh, follow what uh, American rules are? If you're, you know, you may be able to drink at 16 over there, but over here you have to wait till you're 21. If they, uh, if you're a 16 year old going from the States to Germany, do they let you drink or not? For sure, because it's the same here. If you, uh, like, for example, if you visit here, the United States, and you're, for let us say, 19, um, it means you can't enter a bar and can take a drink here. In Germany, you can, but here you have to follow the rules from the country. So that means, for sure, if you're, like, 19, you can't drink in Germany. They, You get everything. That's awesome. Yeah, Except I wish weed. my parents would have. <laughs> I wish my parents would. I wish my parents would have taken me to Germany when I was sixteen. I really wish they would. Have. But anyway, uh, well, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, Patty. We uh, we do appreciate you taking time on your schedule to join us tonight. You have been really awesome. Uh, it, uh, I know it took over a year to get this done to get you on because of your uh, your your tight schedule. But uh, we appreciate you all you all you do for us and any autograph pictures that you might be able to send us. We sure would appreciate it. You've been awesome, and uh, I thank you for joining us. You've been wonderful, and I am your biggest fan. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great. Thank you. And we love your accent, too. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so many people say my, my, my English is not perfect, but I think the German accent will be there forever. <laughs> You're awesome. Thanks, Thanks, Patty. Have a great night. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right. Texas Patty, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. Uh, well, we got about 15 minutes here uh, before the show uh, is over. So we can go over. Did you have anything else planned? Yeah. Well, we usually have the, you know, we usually talk about uh, stuff going on uh, the first 15 minutes, but we weren't able to do that. But I was going to ask you guys, what did you think of uh, Barry Horwitz? Was that awesome or what? That was pretty good. You know, and, uh, I do cool. apologize, I do apologize, Kenny. I know you don't like some of those interviews with some of the uh, adult entertainers, but uh, hey, it's you know. okay. I mean, I can listen. I don't have to. I don't have to talk, so it's fine. Don't don't apologize. But you know, the cool thing is, 
when we have them on, they bring their fans to us, and their uh, most of their fans continue to stay. So well, that's it, good. It that's good. On. Well, I was, you know? I was, I was, I mean, I was listening, but I was messaging back and forth with Preston Churchill. So I gave him the con. Oh. Yes, I gave him the contact number of our promoter for Arkansas Championship Wrestling, and I invited him to. Join our Arkansas Championship Wrestling fan page, which he accepted. So I've been messaging him with him back and forth while you were, you know, doing the interview with Patty. So I'm I'm good. Well, you know, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of that, you know, uh, the icon has got a lot of other surprises on the horizon. Like I say, I'm not going to I'm not going to reveal it yet. You got to keep. Uh, we we still want to get the traffic up on our Facebook page, so you have to keep. Uh, uh, keep the rest of that, but yeah, exactly. You know, the the other cool thing is, um, I have a lot of cool guests uh, coming up, and uh, hey, I, I don't know if you're into bodybuilders, but uh, uh, I got a guy, uh, Tony Flex, is going to be on with us, and this guy has got muscles up on his muscles, and uh, he's just a big muscle guy. He's a bodybuilder, and uh, he. Uh, He's gonna he's gonna have, be on with us. He's gonna have some fun with us. So uh, keep abreast of that. Uh, have you guys been? Did you guys watch the pay per view at all? Which one? Uh, didn't they? Uh, uh, what wasn't it? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not see the pay per view. The pay per view that's coming up. Are you guys gonna be checking out? I guess. Uh, NXT is going to have Bash at the Beach. Is that going to interest you guys or not, really? Probably not. I don't watch a lot of NXT, so. Uh, I, uh, do you guys, uh, have you guys been paying attention with a, uh, AEW? And if you have. Well, I heard they just had have? a pay-per-view that was like, that was like amazing. Double or nothing or whatever the hell it's called. I just heard it was right. amazing. Would you guys have to say that AEW is actually uh, got a better product. Would you Would you agree with that? Um, yes and no. I mean, there's some things that AEW does that are kind of corny, um, still. Um, and there's some names like obviously with WWE, uh, they've got you know the biggest of the names right now. Like all the guys that any guys and girls really that any run-of-the-mill wrestling fan who doesn't follow wrestling but has heard of some wrestlers, you name somebody, and chances are they're in WWE right now. Um, AEW has a handful of, of, of big-time guys, but a lot of them are new guys making their debuts, and they're, they're basically like the WCW, basically is what it is. They're, they're, they're growing, and I think eventually they're going to uh, side and, and overtake WWE, but I think right now it's a more raw product. And it's a more unfinished product, but they have. But here's the thing: they have Jr. and Tony Schiavone, two voices from the Attitude Era, doing their show. So I mean, that, that helps me too. You know, and someone wanted me uh, sent me a message on Facebook wanted me to ask you guys that uh, in the WWE right now, name one title that's relevant. I don't. I don't. I, I don't see one. And uh, is the whole deal? With Brock Lesnar, a joke. That was another question I was supposed to ask you guys. <laughs> well, you don't want my opinion about Brock Lesnar, but. 
Well, you know, I would love to be sitting ringside when he comes down and Granny's there. I would, I would pay to see that. That would actually be more entertaining than him wrestling in a match. I'm not sure what I would really say to that man because I just, I have, I, I just don't care for him. I never have. I mean, I just, I have no, I have no use for him. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I know his contract was the way it was and. When you're a champion, I believe you are a fighting champion. You you defend that belt like you're supposed to, not just when you want to or when they want you to. I mean, but that's just my opinion. I just I don't I don't agree with it. I don't like him. I never have, and I'll never like him. I mean, I just I can't stand the guy. He's well, never done anything to me, but I just don't like him. Well, you know, I think he's gone now, though. I don't think we're going to see much of Lesnar again. Yeah, well, what's wrong, though, is they they trying to do his contract when he only has to – he can hold the championship. He has to make four appearances a year. There used to be a rule that you had to defend the title in 30, every 30 every days. Every 30 days. Once every 30 days. I mean – and I mean, even... look, 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 look at what they did. Look at what they did to Daniel Bryant and Roman Reigns. I mean, they got hurt. You know, they couldn't. They couldn't defend. The, you know, they got their title stripped from them. And Lesnar can just come in and wrestle when he wants to. I don't. I'm. I'm sorry. You know, I. I don't. I don't believe in that. And that's just my opinion. Well, you know, there's one guest I've been trying to get on, and I'm working on it. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of uh, uh, Magnum T.A. Oh, I loved Magnum T.A. back in the day. Remember, he, he and the Spartan were involved in a car accident. They had to give up their title because they couldn't depend it after 30 days. I know. And I want to get the show to ask him about that. And what do you think? Well, I think if you're a champion, you should have to defend your title every thir- once every 30 days. I don't care who you are. But that's my opinion. If you're, if you're a true cha- if you're a true champion, you should defend that title. The only you reason I want that to championship. I was going to say the only reason I'd want to see Lesnar again is for um, is for Paul Heyman. I mean, hands down, probably one of the best microphones. Uh, shoot promo workers in the history of the business. I mean, he could put it this way: Paul Heyman can <clears> get you amped up, can get you amped up to run through a brick wall. I mean, he just gets you, uh, he he just gets you so fired up. Uh, I, you know, I, I mean, I'm excited for Brock Lesnar. He's not even talking about me, but he's just, I'm just like, wow, you know, like, oh, if I was Lesnar, I'd be so amped. Like, he's just, Heyman just has that way about him. Well, well I've heard ru- I I've heard rumors, and I don't know how true this is, but I've heard rumors that Tessa Blanchard may be coming to the WWE. Uh, I, think I don't know how true that is. I don't think I don't think that's a rumor. I think that's going to happen. Tessa. Well, I'm just saying. I I just that's what I've heard, and. Anyway. But, uh, yeah. you know, no, I 
I'm a huge fan of Paul Heyman. I, I I don't know much about Tessa Blanchard, but I'll look her up. She's not going to well, Tessa be, Blanchard. Uh, Tully Blanchard is her father. Yeah, I mean, okay. He, he's been on that one name. of the four horsemen. Yeah, yeah but she's never going to be. Of... She's never going to be Alexa Bliss in my book. <laughs> well, nobody's going to ever be Alexa Bliss in your book, Big Swing. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah Bliss, well, you know, Bliss is uh, Bliss is the one for me, but. Well, Big Swing, I got to put it to you this way. You know, it's like you're 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 still a fan of Edge, always will be. Now, here's the deal. Yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, yeah, and I don't think that, unfortunately, Ed, I don't think Edge uh, is in top ring shape form anymore. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I you know what I was thinking. You know, what I'd like to have him see. Beat Brock Lesnar and have uh, Edge show up in the title once every uh, four times. Well, a year. I mean, is anybody excited now? Now, speaking of, you mentioned a better product. Is anybody be- is anybody excited about this damn Extreme Rules? You know what the main event is going to be? It's going to be round five of Braun Strowman and and the Fiend, and then that's for the SmackDown side of Bray Wyatt. Then you've got on the Raw side. Now remember, this is their flagship brand, mind you. Okay. You're going to have a WWE Universal Title match, or now it's called Raw WWE Raw Men's Champion. But anyway, you're going to have a title match, WWE title match. It is going to be Drew McIntyre uh, versus Dolph Ziggler. Oh boy! I mean, really? Now, how many times have we seen Dolph Ziggler in this guy? You know, like, like why? You know, I, I I get it, but Dolph Ziggler is a career mid carder. That's all he's going to be. And, you know, Dolph Ziggler, oh, he gets to pick the stipulation and all this, and that's cool and whatnot. But I don't care about Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler. I don't even, I'm not even a big McIntyre fan, and Ziggler, Ziggler is a, a main carder at most for me. So I don't even really care about that match. And, and how many times are they going to do Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman? I mean, this is the third straight pay-per-view of that. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Can I quote Tony Schiavone on that? That's going to put a lot of butts in the seats. Yeah, man. I mean, gosh darn. But, anyways, we're uh, we're almost out of time. Oh no, yeah, yeah, we are. We're almost out of time here. About two and a half minutes left, and a minute of that is the outro song. So we will see you guys next week. Um, three big time interviews this week. Started started a little bit earlier than I thought we were gonna start, but that's all right. Uh, we still we still net banged out three straight uh big time interviews here today, and uh, we got some more coming on the horizon. And this is the number one interview program. Uh, I'm not going to say wrestling program because we don't really talk wrestling much anymore. We interview. So it's going to be the number one internet wrestling interview show on the internet. That, that was a mouthful. Um, we will see you guys next week. And, uh, yeah, I can't keep that Facebook updated. All right. Dead man walking. You got it now. You got it Yeah.
Checking out for 